And now, another edition of Top Rope Report. I give you your host, Mr. Trivia. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to a special Thursday edition of the Top Rope Report here on Facebook Live, Google Podcast, Spotify, TalkShoe, and Anchor. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nugster Greg. Greg, what's happening? Uh, not much. Would you forget where you were, what you're doing, and... A little, little stutter there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be talking a little bit Monday Night Raw. We'll be discussing uh, the upcoming premium live event, which will be WrestleMania Backlash. Yep. But uh, let me get let me get your opinion on Monday Night Raw. What'd you think? Well, I mean, it was Monday Night Raw. It was a little bit better than the previous shows. Oh yeah, no, know. definitely, definitely. I, I just don't know. I mean, usually we, I, you you're, you confuse me sometimes because no. I, I mean, do you want my opinion on Raw now, or do you want me to give you my opinion on Raw after we go through the matches, or just it's you know. You never do it the well, same you, way twice. Well, you can give me your opinion on Raw afterwards, but I was just wondering what you thought of it. I mean... Well, then well, we'll go there's over. no sense in me giving it to you after if I'm giving it to you now. All right, we'll go over it. We'll, I'll get your opinion on Monday Night Raw after we go over the matches. Be a lot, be a lot easier and a lot better that way. A little bit. But, uh... Yeah, WrestleMania Backlash coming up in, I believe, uh, three weeks, I think it is, right? I think so, two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, two and a half, three weeks, something like that, yeah. So, hopefully that'll be a, a good premium live event. Not used to saying that, used to saying pay-per-view, but... Right. Uh, yeah, it's on Mother's Day, May 8th. Yeah, oh, Mother's Day, okay. Yep. So all the mothers, all the mothers will be out there enjoying... WrestleMania backlash, hopefully. But, uh, so, I mean, if you want to get into the card for Monday Night Raw, we can uh, definitely go over the matches and give our opinions on it. Yeah. On the match. Who's starting? You or me? Um, I'll start. All right. It started with that opening segment with Seth Rollins in the ring. Once again, what can you say about Seth Rollins that we haven't already said before? Awesome. The man is just tremendous on the mic. And, I mean, you know you know something was going to happen with him and Cody because they got the match coming up at uh, WrestleMania Backlash. I'm looking forward to that match again. Um, definitely, definitely enjoyed the opening segment and uh, always enjoying seeing a segment on Monday Night Raw with Seth Rollins because the man is just money all the time. Regardless. So, I gave the whole thing an A-. minus. Oh, okay. Um, I will agree that Seth Rollins was good. I don't think it was his best promo ever. Um, I think one thing that can be, in my opinion, um, can be confirmed is Cody Rhodes is not as good as Seth Rollins on the mic. Um, he wasn't as good as Miz last week on the mic. Yeah, he had an emotional, you know, thing about his return after WrestleMania. But even that was just, you know, at one point it looked like everything was being forced. Um, at one point during their promo, it looked like they were, almost looked like something you would see late in the show when they were trying to stretch, um, a segment out longer than it needed to be. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was it was good, but I, I gave it actually a B minus, low a low B minus. Okay. Then after that, we had the women's tag team title match: Naomi and Sasha defending against Leah, Leah, <laughs> Rhea, and Liv. Um, I don't know. There was just something off about the match. Um, I, I just, 
maybe because of the, the wrestlers that were in it, I was expecting more from it, but didn't get as much out of it as I thought we could have. Um, it was a, you know, I mean, it wasn't your typical horrible, sorry, my eyes really itchy, pollen, allergies, killing me. Um, it, it wasn't a, your normal horrible women's tag team match, that would be a D or even a low C. Um, but I think it could have been better, I gave it a B-. minus. Okay, Jacob, thank you for tuning in, and once again, congratulations on your award, my friend. Very proud of you. Um... Yes, I, I definitely agree. I mean, definitely could have got more out of the match than what we got. I really wasn't surprised at the Rhea heel turn. I was surprised Yeah, I, I totally that, forgot to mention that. That I I was surprised it took it. In my opinion, I was surprised it took as long as it did. Um, it was something that, you know, I mean, like you said, the match was missing. The match was missing something. I really couldn't put my finger on it. But it just wasn't, it really didn't do much for me. You know, I knew Sasha and Naomi were, you know, basically going to come out the winners. I'd see them holding on the title, on to the title for quite a while. Um, I gave the match a B- minus as well. Oh, okay. Um, then after that, we had um, Sonya Deville who came to the ring to defend her um, declaring herself as the next challenge for Bianca Belair. Um, what did you think of the promo? Uh, I'm not much of a big Sony Deville fan, whether it's promo or, or in the ring or whatever. Probably because I haven't seen her in the ring, you know, competing. You know, that one time that we saw her really wasn't uh, a, a long enough match. I really don't think that uh, she has a prayer of beating Bianca Belair to become the champion. Well... The promo was, it was okay. I didn't think it was that good. You know, she she made a couple of good points, and I was really surprised when she um, made herself Bianca's next challenger because I was expecting somebody else. Oh. I never expected it. Anybody, anybody specific? I'm, I'm still waiting for Oscar to come back. I'm still waiting for Lacey Evans to come back. We well, Lacey, Lacey, Lacey we know Lacey Evans is coming back, but she's on SmackDown. So, okay. uh, and same thing with Bailey. Is Bailey going to be on SmackDown or? Don't know. Do we know? Do we know what show she's going to be on? So it's just going to find. Out, I'm just going to have to find out, just like everybody else, how that match is going to come out. I gave it a C. Okay, um, I totally agree. There was nothing great about about the promo. Um, you know. Bianca Belair coming down um, with her longer braid than last week. Um, don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't have long hair. I've never had long hair. I mean, I had bushy hair, but I never had long hair. I don't know why some days a braid or a ponytail would be longer than others. I don't know. I don't care. Um, just pointing it out that I think her braid is fake. Um, and there was nothing, you know, she went to, you know, put her hands on her at first, and Sonya Deville threatened her and said that, you know, she may suspend her, fire her, strip her of her title, all this stuff. And then she wound up doing it anyways. Um, then later on, another segment, you know, Sonya Deville was talking to Adam Pierce, and then Bianca Baylor came up and had to pay her fine. And her fine was $1. So, you know... Um, and then Adam Pierce said that, you know, there's people, they're talking about her misusing her power again and blah, blah, blah. Um, I think we're eventually going to see her lose her, um, quote unquote powers backstage and, uh, just become a singles competitor, which I think would help the women's division. Um, I, I gave... I as well gave the, the segment itself a C. Okay. Then we had the Veer Mahan versus the Popcorn Vendor match. Um, a person, a man by the name of Jeff Brooks. Um, uh, I mean, it was your typical squash match of a big guy against a no-name wrestler. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to make of Veer Mahan as of yet. Um, that, once again, that, you know, some, I guess maybe, you know, if you're pulling the arm all the way back and you're getting, maybe it would hurt a little bit, but I'm not limber. I mean, you know, when I was a little younger and playing sports competitively and all the time, I was a lot more limber. So that may not have hurt as much to just hurt me now. Um, and, and this million, quote unquote, million dollar um, clothesline. What? It's just a clothesline from a big guy to a smaller guy. Um, I, I gave it a D plus. Right. I'm not really too convinced or really too sold on Mira Mahan yet until I see him in the ring with a legitimate superstar. I mean, he hasn't fought anybody. I mean, sure, Dominic Mysterio. Okay, he's a name because he's a Mysterio. But still, he's about 140 pounds soaking wet with rocks in his pocket. No, and he's, guy, he's he, bigger than that. You know, and this guy that he fought last Monday night, I think they just, uh, you know, the guy was done selling tickets in his booth and they needed somebody to fill in for him. So, fill in for somebody. So, they bought him. It was just, a, it was a joke oh. of a match. Um, they're making Veer Mahan look as impressive as they can against these no-names. Let's see him in the ring with somebody like a Lashley hey, or... Or a Drew McIntyre or something to see how well he does. Then if he does good and holds his own and beats him, then I might be impressed. Well, I, I mean, I, he, he's only been reintroduced a couple weeks ago. So, I mean, I, right. they're going to build him up. They're not going to put him in a match right away. Um, his next type of matches will be uh, against, like, uh, T-Bar, um, you know, because I think Mace is on SmackDown now, but it'll get, you know, like T-Bar. What's up, Rick? Hey, Rick. Um, Rick Del podcast, PWZ, joining us, so definitely check him out. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, you know, T-Bar, you know, a, a big guy like that, I mean, he, he might have looked impressive on 205 Live, or whichever show he was on before. Yeah, it was 205 Live. I'm really going to impress him right now. So. But I, I gave them the segment a D. Okay. Next, they had the <laughs> KO show with the lie detector test. Um, and the lie detector test for Ezekiel um, was performed by Chad Gable. Then it went into a match between Ezekiel and Chad Gable. So, right. what'd you think? I, I'm, I'm sorry, but anybody out there who doesn't know, that's that's not... Uh, anybody who doesn't know that that's uh, um, Elias, they're stupid. I mean, you, it's definitely Elias. Um, the gimmick is okay. Um the lie detector portion of it I thought was pretty funny. Chad Gable just, you know, he, he played it up good. Kevin Owens just trying to get, you know, trying to say he's doing something wrong, get him to admit it, you know. But I, I gave that segment a D. As far as the match went, um, I thought I thought it could have went a little bit better. I mean, it's probably, I, I, to my knowledge, I think it's the first time I've seen Ezekiel um, wrestle. And he's the big boy. I didn't think he was that big. Elias, Ezekiel, whichever. I didn't think he was that big. But um, it's not Elias, it's his brother. Okay, Rick. Um, I mean, I wasn't too impressed with the match at all. Only because it was interference again by Otis. And you really couldn't get a full grasp of the match. So I gave that a D as well. I gave the whole segment a D. Oh, wow. Okay, um, I don't know how you can say the lie detector test part of the KO show was funny, but still give it a D. Uh, that uh, confuses me. Um, but I mean, he passed the lie detector test. It is not Elias. It is Ezekiel. Um, Elias has a lot longer hair. Um, Elias is just a lot hairier everywhere. I mean, chest hair, arm hair, 
this guy doesn't have a shred of hair anywhere except for on his head. Um, there was an Instagram post with both of them together in a picture. I, I don't know how you do that if you're the same person. Um, but I do like the way that Kevin Owens was getting ripped and pissed and angered and this and that. Um, and then, you know, said, you know, if you don't tell me the truth, I'm going to. And then, you know, Ezekiel's like, well, what are you going to do? And then he once again just walks away. Um, then we got to the match, which was a good match. Um, it, it wasn't a quick little match. Yeah, okay, it was, a few, you know, after a few minutes, Otis came in to quote-unquote save Chad Gable. Um, I was surprised that Otis wasn't down the ringside the whole time, but um, I, I gave the whole thing a C plus because I actually liked the match and thought the lie detector test party with Kevin Owens, you know, getting flipping, ripped, pissed, you know, made it a little bit more entertaining than I expected. Right. Well, Chris, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you watching. Then we had the match between RK Bro and the Street Profits. Um, I'm torn about this one because I didn't like the ending. The match itself was really good. Um, I mean, that's what you would expect out of RK Bro and the Street Profits. Um, Street Profits are still playing that. If you want to say bad, quote-unquote, bad face or, quote-unquote, good heel. Um, while RK-Bro continued to be 200% over. I could have done without the Uso music distraction, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I gave it a B plus. Okay, yeah, I mean... The match itself was a good match. It was what what I expected between the two between the two excuse me between the two teams. It's just that I don't know. Is it me or do you see it or do you think that they're making they're making um, the street profits look bad? How I mean, they won the match? How did they look bad? No, I mean beforehand. I'm not, you know. I mean early on before. Uh, cancel that comment. Um, early on before what? Like before the other match that they've had before. You know where they they lost and you know whatever. Hey Billy, thanks for tuning in. But um, I thought I thought it was a good match. Um, will they? insert themselves into the match making a triple threat? I don't think so. Um, I actually thought, you know, I actually thought that RK Bro, you know, would have came out on the good end of it. But overall, I gave it a B. Okay. Then we had the United States title match where Theory took on Finn Balor. This was actually a match I kind of enjoyed. Um, I think it's the, it's the right title for Theory to win for his first title on the main roster, the U.S. title. Um, beating Finn Balor, that's a, you know, a, a feather in his cap because Finn Balor's a, you know, multiple-time champion. I, I thought it was a good match. Uh, I mean, Theory, you know, he just had a great match. It was it was a match that was worthy of him winning. And is there a rematch coming? I don't know. Hopefully, you know, they usually have rematch clauses in their contracts. You know, and then and then at the end, when he was with Vince McMahon, and McMahon raised his arm, and I'm happy for Theory. You know, like I said, if he's going to win the title for his first one on the main roster, this is the one to win. So, I gave it a B. Okay. Um, this wasn't, obviously wasn't the best match of the night, but it was a very good match. Um, do I, 
am I confused by Theory beating Finn Balor for the title? Yes. Um, Finn Balor is just one of those wrestlers that it seems like he's just, a, to me, he's a notch above Cesaro. Where they give him a push, um, and then as soon as they get a little tired of their push, they just stop. Um, except for the fact that Finn Balor has won gold. As to where Cesaro really didn't get a chance to win gold. Um, seems like every time you're getting ready to really take Finn Balor as a serious contender for a major title, he goes away or something like this happens. Um, so that that's a little frustrating to me. Um, I think he deserves more and think he deserves better. Um, theory winning, that was fine. Like you said, I agree. It's a good belt for him to win. Um, celebrating with Vince McMahon afterwards, doing the selfie with the two of them on, on the stage. I, I mean, that was cool for, for Theory. Um, I'll agree with the B letter grade. I, I would have gone almost to a B plus, but, you know, say 87. You consider that a B or you consider that a B plus. So it's a high B, low B plus. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> then we had what they called the double wedding of the decade. With R-Truth. Uh, I don't know, servicing, whatever, monitoring, whatever you call it. Um, a double wedding with Reggie and Dana Brooke and then Tamina and Tazawa. Um... Was it as dumb as I thought it was going to be? 200% yes. Was it a little uh, on the humorous side when Archie said if anybody has any, you know, anything to say or whatever, speak now, I wrote your piece, and then Tamina switched Reggie and Tazawa and then switched them back and then switched her with Reggie and... You know, the crowd cheered, you know, the, and then went back to normal. Did I find that a little humorous? Yes, because I wouldn't have expected that from Tamina. Um, and then, obviously, at the end with, you know, Reggie pinning Dana Brooke, um, then I think Tamina pinned Reggie and then Tazawa pinned no I think I think yeah and then Dana Brooke wound up pinning so the belt went around three times and uh, I'm going to give it a D um, maybe a D plus I, I couldn't agree more every single word you said I was going to say the exact same thing it was a, a Stupid segment. There was some humor to it, and I, you know, I got a chuckle out of it. Our uh, truth just just makes me laugh every time he comes out. Every time I see him come out, yeah, he's like a fifty-nine time, twenty-four-seven, seven-eleven champion, or however he wants. I ninety-five South. I ninety-five South. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going with the D plus as well. Okay. I mean the humor. I mean if they stayed. In the situation where it was being humorous throughout ninety percent of it, and that would have been great. But you know, with the title going around and each everybody pinning each other, it just got stupid. Yeah. Yep. Um, then we got to the main event of the night, which was Cody Rhodes versus the mystery opponent that Seth Rollins was going to choose for him, which turned out to be Kevin Owens. What'd you think? I thought it was a good match. It was everything I thought it would be. Um, I was a little disappointed that Kevin Owens didn't finish the match because he said his back was bothering him from from WrestleMania. Um, you know, then Cody got up on the ring apron and Seth pushed him off, and that is going to fuel the fire for their main event for their uh, rematch at WrestleMania Backlash. I I definitely thought this was. Good match. It could have went back. And, it went back and forth. It could have went either way. 
Um, I was enjoyed. I enjoyed watching it. I gave it a solid B plus. Solid. 80, 88, 89, B+. Okay. Um, I, I think this was the best match of the night. Um, I was kind of wondering who it was going to be um, for a good portion of the night. I I know... I mean, they had that little brief backstage segment that really wasn't even worth mentioning with MVP and, you know, brief talking of by Omos. Um, part of me was wondering if it was going to be somebody like that, like an Omos, a Commander Aziz, or somebody really big. Um, but, you know, it wanted to be Kevin Owens, which was fine. I mean, with the amount of time they had left, I'm glad it was somebody that was, you know, made it a really good wrestling match. Um, Kevin Owens being yelled at by Seth Rollins when he was getting counted out and him saying, you know what? Take care of this yourself. I don't want any more to do with it. And I'm walking away. You know, that that may end the quote-unquote friendship between Rollins and Owens. And when Owens gets done with his rivalry with Ezekiel and Seth Rollins gets done with Cody Rhodes, that'll be the Seth Rollins face turn. Um, And when, I'm not even going to say if, when that does happen, Seth Rollins will be the the most over biggest face in all of WWE. Um, yeah. I mean, even now the, the fans are cheering for him more than most of his face opponents. Um, but I, I too gave this a strong B plus. Okay. Overall, my, my opinions of the entire card overall, I'd have to give it a just, in my in my words, just just a flat B. I mean, it was. Okay. I mean, if you want to if you want to say, um, eighty to eighty five is B. Then that's the number grade that I would give it between eighty and eighty five. Well, eighty would be a B minus eighty five would be a B. Okay, well then I'd give it an eighty five. I'd give it a B. Okay, um, I'll go a little lower to a. Uh... Sorry, um, a B minus just due to the fact that there were, you know, a couple of the segments dragged it down a little bit. Um, the Veer Mahan match dragged it down a little bit, um, but a, a very, very good, um, strong B minus. Um, okay. You know, like an 82, 83 type deal, um, but much and it gets a little bit of a, a kick to it. Um, because of how horrible last week's Monday Night Raw was. And right. it, it showed in the ratings as to how horrible it was because they drew only 1.6 million viewers for this week's Monday Night Raw, which is pretty damn pathetic. Right. So, all right, so that was our Monday Night Raw recap. Are you kidding me? Before we get into... Uh talking about what's going to be going on with WrestleMania Backlash in about two and a half weeks. Everybody that's tuning in, uh, it's my favorite part of the show. I'm hoping it's everybody else's as well. It's Nuggies News. So, Greg, take it away. All right. Thank you, Trev. Got a lot to go over this week. Uh, I'm going to try and get it all in. If my phone will work with me. Um... First thing I want to start off with with another with a congratulations um, to another wedding in the professional wrestling world as Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux got married this past weekend. Um, I honestly thought they were already married. I didn't know that they weren't married. Um, but once again, congratulations goes out to the two of them. Um, there wasn't a lot of guests or anything that I read from anybody within WWE. So that's kind of maybe why it slid under the radar. Right. Um, we talked about the disillusion of another tag team with Rhea Ripley turning on Liv Morgan. 
Obviously, we know Carmella and Zelina Vega are no longer a tag team. So, realistically, right now, on the books, I think the only tag team in the women's division we have would be Shayna Baszler and Natalya. But wait a minute. Natalya is now wrestling in NXT. So, who do we have for female tag teams? Well, I pulled up an article that gave a list of five women that could join Liv Morgan as a potential tag team partner. I want your opinion on as to whether or not you think it would be a good fit and be, you know, a good tag team. First one they list, um, former tag team champion, um, Nikki A.S.H. Okay. Okay. Um, somebody else who we haven't spoken of that all of a sudden it seemed to have disappeared. Dewdrop. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, that could be a good. That could be a good pairing. Okay. Now, would you have the speed of, of Liv Morgan and the power of Dewdrop, which can go together? But would so Dewdrop have to turn face, or does Liv Morgan have to turn heel? I don't. I think Dewdrop will have to turn face. I don't see okay. Liv Morgan going heel. Okay. Um, former tag team champion Queen Zelina. No, she's a horrible queen. Let alone a tag team partner. Well, I mean, she has been getting better in the ring, as you have noted. Um, number two on this list, Asuka. That would be a team. Asuka and Liv Morgan. I think that would be, if Asuka came back, I would probably, I would be surprised if they won the titles on their first match, on her first match back. I think that would be a great team. I don't see that one meshing at all, to be honest with you. Of all, and I'll, I'll tell you the last one in a second. Of all five teams that they listed, I that would be the one that would be the most disjointed one to me. I, I don't know why. I just don't see the two of them being together. And then the last one they list is um, Five Foot of Fury, um, Alexa Bliss. That's another one I could see uh, the two of them getting together as well, too. Because they're both strappers. I mean, you know, they're both good in the ring. They're both... You know, Liv, I really can't say Liv's good on the mic, but she's better than most. Oh, well, Alexa Bliss would be able to carry her easily on the mic. Yeah. So I can see those two getting it. That'd be a good team. I think that would be the most adorable team of the five. But oh, yeah. with the, I mean, with the similarity of the way the two wrestle and styles and shapes and everything about them, I don't know. I, I just I don't see them being a serious contender to take the titles off of Naomi and Sasha. Okay. All right. Um, I think right now we would say that in I may even say in all of professional wrestling, but definitely or sports entertainment, depending on which way you're looking at it. But definitely in the WWE. Um, the best stable is the bloodline. Well, I pulled up an article that gives the top 10 stables of the last 20 years. So it doesn't go way back, basically from 2000 and up. So it doesn't go back to the 90s, the 80s, or the 70s. Um... So I'm just going to go through this list. If anybody that, that's on the list that I say, you immediately think, no, no way. But you might not be able to get to too many of those until I kind of say them all. But just, you know. Um, first one on the list was King Booker's Court. Which I didn't know and didn't remember that there was anything with King Booker. I, I don't remember it. Um, yeah. But they said he, he surrounded himself with 
Double Tough Finley and William Regal um, to become King Booker's Court. So when they say that, then I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Um, the next one they list is the Nexus. Then at number eight, the Authority. At number seven, the Wyatt family. At number six, Undisputed Era. Number five, Degeneration X. Yeah, I was surprised they put that at number five. Number four, the Bloodline. Surprise, that's four. Number three, the New Day. Okay. Number two, the Shield. And the number one stable they have listed in the last 20 years consisted of three, well, I guess you could say technically two Hall of Famers, a Hall of Famer in waiting, and an absolute positively first ballot Hall of Famer. I know. Who? Evolution. Yes. So is there any large discrepancies on this list that you can recall? Oh, yeah. First of all, the authority should not be at number eight. I thought the authority was tremendous. The authority? With Seth Rollins, Jamie Noble, and... um, Seth Rollins, Kane, Triple H, Randy Orton. No, 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 no. The authority that they're referring to... Hold on. Yeah, man. With Jamie Noble and uh, the other bald-headed guy? Yeah. Joey... Joey Bagadonis, or whatever the hell his name was? Yeah, Joey Mercury, right? Yeah, no, that, that, that was terrible. That was, that's the authority. Oh, no, that, then they should, then they should be probably where they are. I'm surprised DX was at five. I thought DX would have been higher up. Yeah, but then when you saw them, I, I thought that too when I first saw that. I actually, my first one that I saw, I was like, wait a minute. Really? Undisputed Era being sixth? And then I'm like, wait, DX five? But then when you go to the other ones after that, let me quickly try and get there. And the Bloodline four. Yeah. Bloodline four. And I'm like, really? Four? But then. Um, who was three again? Hold on. Oh, the New Day. And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know if I considered the New Day a faction until they mentioned that they were a faction. And then when I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, with the New Day and the success of the New Day that those three men have had. Maybe I put them at like six and bump everybody else up one. That's probably the main thing that I would do with this. Um, well, I thought I thought I thought the Wyatt family had a good uh, a good thing going there. It just the wasn't to me. Just wasn't long enough, you know. Because then Harper and Roan went off on their own as a tag team, and Bray Wyatt did just things on his own, and then obviously he became the fiend when those other guys weren't there anymore. I just don't don't think they were around long enough to really, you know, right. deserve to be higher up on this list. Um, speaking of Bray Wyatt, um, it has been reported that there is one main reason and one main reason only why Bray Wyatt is no is still not wrestling. Um, for any promotion, and that's exactly it. The amount of money that he wants versus the amount of money he can make doing other projects that he couldn't do if he was wrestling again, um, and what wrestling promotions are offering him is, you know, (laughs) 
just so far apart that it's, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Um, I heard he asked for big money from AEW. Well, yeah. And uh, he I wanted Chris, you know, he wanted Chris Jericho. He wanted, you know, three to five million dollar range. Um, that same thing he'd want for, from WWE if he were to come back. But nobody truly knows what happened as to why he decided he didn't want to wrestle anymore. I mean, he never came out and said, you know, when he was let go, you know, due to his quote-unquote health condition, um, as to what, what happened. Was he mentally drawn? Was he physically worn out? So you, you kind of might be getting a, a cracked egg. You know, right. and it just might be a matter of time before that egg shatters. So you might not want to say, hey, here's three million bucks. I'm putting all my, you know, all the eggs, you know, quote unquote, in one basket and then have them drop the basket again. And now you're paying them three million dollars to do nothing. Right. Um, WWE has plenty of those. And then finally, I pulled up an article. Um, these are... Um, fans popular picks as to who should be the one to beat Roman Reigns for the title not a magazine not a not Dave Meltzer Brian Alvarez cage side seats Sean Ross Sapp none of them this is the WWE fans um so the first one they that's on this list of six people um, is Cody Rhodes. So I guess I, I'm, you know, do you think this should be someone to beat Roman Reigns? I don't think it should be someone to beat Roman Reigns, but I think they're going to make it to where he beats Roman Reigns because he had a lot of fanfare when he came back. Everybody was glad to see him back. He's over with the fans. And I honestly, somewhere along the line, I really do see him winning the title. Okay. The next one. <laughs> where'd, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Jay Uso. No. no. Not at all. No. Not even close. Next one. Solo Sequoia. Okay. I don't even see him making it to the main roster. Oh, he'll make it to the, He'll be on the main roster eventually. Yeah. Demon Balor. Not Finn Balor. No, because the Demon Balor was already beaten by Roman Reigns once already. Well, I'm just saying. This is what fans say. This person should be the one to beat Roman Reigns. For the title. Okay. And if it wasn't for the turnbuckle blowing up in the corner, Finn Balor would have won that match. <laughs> the next one they list, The Rock. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting a little tired of hearing about this Rock versus Roman Reigns thing. I don't, I don't think The Rock is coming back at all. I really don't. You know, it's kind of like this thing with CM Punk. You know, they're, they're, everybody said, oh, they want to see CM Punk come back to WWE and this, that, and the third, and everything else. I mean, if it happens, I think that would be a match for the ages. But I don't see The Rock coming back at all to WWE for wrestling. He's got way too much going on in Hollywood right now. I just don't see it happening. My opinion, I just don't see it happening. Okay. Uh, well, he hasn't ever come out and said, I'm done wrestling. Um, he hasn't ever come out and said, I've officially retired. He has said that he will be back in a WWE. Um, and, I mean... My only thing is, is do they keep the title on Roman Reigns? 
all the way through to next WrestleMania? Or do you try and coordinate it as to where maybe The Rock and Roman Reigns headline SummerSlam? Or is SummerSlam quote-unquote too small for The Rock versus Roman Reigns? Well, let me get back to your first, your first point. Um, I think if you have Roman Reigns a champion up until next year's WrestleMania, that might get kind of boring because you're going to run out of people for him to fight. If they haven't done it already. I mean, what's he going to fight the same guy four or five times for the title? SummerSlam? Yeah, I don't think SummerSlam is big enough for The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Well, Something I mean, like that. How, how long does it take to build up a feud, have some matches, and then kill off the feud? In your opinion, three, four months? For the length of a of a good feud, without going without going overkill, I'd say about three months. Okay. Um, look, at John, look at John Cena and The Rock. No, I'm just uh, what, right. I'm just so you're telling me that in so from now until next. Well, we'll say until Royal Rumble, because that's when you would have The Rock be the number thirty entry, win and challenge Roman Reigns. So say that's the pitched storyline. So you literally have, what, seven months left. So you maybe two, maybe huge between now and the Royal Rumble? You don't think they could come up with Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes to get you through? And even if you threw a little quick one in there like Nakamura right now to get you through... To a to the next pay per view, you yeah, know. Well, yeah, I mean, so you have three different people that can get you to Royal Rumble. So I don't think it's as unthinkable for them to keep the title on him until Royal Rumble next year. And one question I wanted to ask you, too, before uh, I was going to ask when we were off the air. Um, if Roman Reigns should happen to lose, let's just say he loses the Universal Championship. They're unified. Now, they're unified. It's one title. Oh, so if he loses, there goes his 600-something days. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. You just answered my yeah, question. Yeah, it was, it was a unification bout. There's no longer two separate titles. Yeah, he carries around both titles. Um, But, I mean, I had seen things showing that it was going to be one belt. Um, But he's still carrying around both, so. And that's Nuggie's news. All right, great. Great job, Greg. Thank you. Um, All right, so now we got about two and a half weeks to go until WrestleMania Backlash. And I like the rematches that they're having because that's what it, that's why it's called backlash. And I mean, I believe there's another match that's already been signed. Correct? There's what five matches now? Four. Four. Okay. There's uh, there's still four then. No. There were three last time we did a show. Now okay. there's four. And the fourth match was? AJ Styles Edge. AJ Styles Edge. Which I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that match again. I'm not. No? No. Do you think they need to have a stipulation type match? I would think so. But I, I rather would have seen... AJ Styles, Damian Priest now, and then still have Edge tormenting him, and then the the pay-per-view after this one is Hell in a Cell, and give me the final Edge, AJ Styles in a Hell in a Cell. That's the way I would have preferred to see it go. And that's that was the way I think that they should have planned it, because that would have been great. You know, have have the the final confrontation between the two of them, 
you know, inside Hell in a Cell, which is only fitting. So, but, I mean, you know, WWE's got two and a half more weeks to put some more matches together. Uh, what do you think they'd be looking at? Would we see it? Would we see a theory versus Ben Balor rematch? Uh, better, better chances to yes than no. Okay. Um, I could see a um final or another, you know, a, a confrontation between Sami Zayn and Drew McIntyre because I'm still not convinced that this Friday and Friday Night SmackDown that Sami Zayn's knocked me able to get away from the Lumberjacks and run away from Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, we're, we're going to see Bianca Belair fight somebody. Um, right. Whether it's Becky Lynch or it's another match against Sonya Deville, that'll, you know, they're not going to leave, the, you know, one of the biggest faces they have in the company right now off of the pay-per-view. Yep. And I think we're going to see Nakamura, Roman Reigns. I really do. All right. Now, do you think that they're purposely... And I'm just asking this to get your opinion. Do you think that they're purposely keeping the Intercontinental title off of the pay-per-view and leaving it on for the TV? No, I just think that they didn't have anybody for Ricochet to fight. Okay. Because we haven't seen the Intercontinental Championship... Or Ricochet defended on a pay-per-view since I can't remember when. Well, he didn't win it on a pay- He won it in between pay-per-views and then he wasn't on WrestleMania. Right. So we've only had one pay-per-view, so... Okay. Would you like to see Ricochet defend the title at WrestleMania Backlash? Against who? Mm. Time's up. Yeah, if you can't if you can't name somebody in that period of time, then obviously it's not going to be anybody interesting. Right, and you don't want to put them up against Jinder Mahal again. Right, that's not. I mean, that that's a perfect SmackDown match. I don't know right. if that's you know. Yeah. Maybe pre-show of a pay-per-view, but they haven't had a pre-show match on a pay-per-view yet this year. Right. WWE is going to do as far as WrestleMania backlash, you know, goes as far as the wrestling matches are. I mean, I I would like to see. I'm looking for, uh, as always. I always look forward to a WWE pay per view. Um, am I looking forward to this one? Kinda, yeah. You know, because you're going to see Ronda and Charlotte in an I Quit match. I'm definitely wanting to see who's going to. Scream, I quit in that match. That's going to be interesting. I, I don't think we're going to see either one of them scream, I quit. Well, they got to do something because that's the only way you can end the match. Nope. Somebody will pass out. Well, then, that, well, then they'll consider that I quit. But that, you're not going to see either one of those women say, I quit. Okay. Well, that that's nothing. That's that's official. I mean, that that's right. my opinion. I mean, I once again, I don't see how they can have a pay per view without Roman Reigns being on it. Right. And right now, due to what Roman Reigns did to him, you know, two SmackDowns ago, I think they'll set that match up for backlash. Seeing as long as they have, you know, 
certain stipulations in matches. Like, you have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Let's have a Hell in a Cell match. Well, they're gonna. They're, they're gonna. They'll have probably, more than likely, like they've had in the past, a men's Hell in a Cell match and a women's Hell in a Cell match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something goes down between RK-Bro and the Usos as to where they have a rematch in a Hell in a Cell. I don't know when and if we've ever seen um, a tag team Hell in a Cell match, um, but that, I, I don't know, what what are you going to put, Bobby Lashley and Omos in a Hell in a Cell? I mean, uh, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins a third time, maybe, the, I just don't see enough between the two of them that all of a sudden you throw them in a in a hell in a cell, and the only right. other one you can think of for men would be AJ Styles, um, and Edge. Yep. Yep, that's something that I can definitely see. And then because one of the ladies will not quit, and they will just get passed out or whatever, um, they'll have to finish their three, you know, match series in a Hell in a Cell, and we'll see Charlotte and Ronda Rousey in a cell. Right. And there's uh, been some speculations, I don't know if you've heard anything more about it, but, you know, she's MIA. What, is there any health issues or mental stability issues with Becky Lynch? No, they just, they didn't want to go into overkill with Becky and Bianca. So they wanted to slip this little thing in with Sonya Deville. Um, I originally read that this match was supposed to be taking place at WrestleMania Backlash, but now it's going to be this week on Monday Night Raw. Um, whether that means that Becky Lynch makes an appearance um, or not, but they, they didn't want to overdo Becky and Bianca because it, it's not over. They just wanted to give right. it a little "quote unquote" break. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. Okay. So, all right, Greg. Anything else you want to add? Um, I did see something. I don't know if you saw the same thing. Um, in reference to Raquel, well, Rodriguez. Um, when she first came into NXT and was at the Performance Center, she was told by trainers and stuff that she was smiling too much she couldn't look like an intimidating because then she was with Dakota Kai and she was a heel um she wasn't too intimidating of a force if she was constantly walking around with a smile on her face so she trained herself to be able to walk around without a smile well one thing that (laughs) that they have emphasized to her being on SmackDown is that she needed to make sure that when she got onto the SmackDown roster, she smiled more. So she spent all that time training herself to unsmile. Now she has to retrain herself to smile more. Um, okay. So, and my other question is, is what what do you think they can and might do with her? Uh, That's a good question. Um, I mean, Shayna Baszler? I think they can can do something with those two. I don't think they're going to do much more with like a Raquel Gonzalez or even a Shayna Baszler until I wait to see if they bring up Eo Shirai. She's injured. She's oh, she's on, injured. She's okay. on crutches. Okay. But what would Eo what would Eo Shirai just out of curiosity, what would Eo Shirai coming up to the main roster have anything to do with Raquel Rodriguez or Shayna Baszler? Because I think I think Eo Shirai is the best female wrestler WWE has, in my opinion. Oh, I disagree. I didn't think and she I, was the best in NXT. And I think she'll be. I, I think she'll she'll do phenomenal on, on the main roster. But um, I don't. I don't know if they're going to have anything to start off with with 
Raquel Rodriguez right now. Then why did they bring... That's my question is, why do you bring somebody up with nothing to do? It's, you know, it's like, just say you have three excellent outfielders. And you've got a young kid, you know, up and coming in the minors. And you bring him up just to sit him on the bench. It, you know... It doesn't make sense to me. Right. They're going to have to get her into some kind of program pretty soon. Right. Whether whether she makes her presence known at Backlash in some way, shape, or form. I don't know how. But um, That was the other thing that I was thinking is does she come down during, after the I Quit match? Um... And do something, but it appears that they brought her up as a face. That's not a that's not a face type move. That's a heel type move. Right. You know, you don't you don't come into a ring to attack somebody that you've never wrestled or anything that you have nothing, no history with a, as a face. Right. That that would make no sense. You know, does Bailey? I mean. Throw this out there. Does Bailey make a surprise return and help, I don't know, Ronda Rousey attack Charlotte and then, or Charlotte attack Ronda Rousey and then Raquel comes down and makes the save? And so then you have a potential between Bailey and Raquel? I don't know. Do you want to, you want to put somebody in a campaign that's been out for almost a year? With somebody new to the roster that's not a great wrestler, she's just, I don't know. I think the only person they could do anything with would be Shayna Baszler. Right. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it me? Is my eyesight going in my old age? Do I need to put my glasses on? Or am I the only one that thinks Raquel Gonzalez is a beautiful woman? Oh, she, she's pretty, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I think she's a very, very beautiful woman. She's got a beautiful face. Love her hair. A little skinny for me, but I mean, I think, I think if it's possible, I mean, this has, this has nothing to do with her performance on the main roster, but I think having her be seen on TV more and like, well, they've already done the vignettes. And the, no, they didn't do too many vignettes with her. They've had her backstage for a couple They didn't do any vignettes with her. They just introduced her and she's done two interviews. Yeah, and then she came out and identified, introduced herself to Natalia and that was it. But, uh, but I don't know what they're going to do. Like I said, like you said, you know, the only possible thing I can see them doing something with her is with Shayna. And how is that going to turn out? We don't yeah. know. Because, I mean, I mean, if I remember correctly, is... Do you drop on SmackDown? Mm, or was think, she? I think so. Or was she on? No, no, no. She was on Raw with Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. Because that yeah, could have been potentially something. Because at least Do drops a heel, and there looks to me like Raquel's the face. You you could have done something there, but once again, they're on two different brands and. Everything I'm reading and everything I'm seeing is there are sticking with the brand split. Right. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think they would have had something for Raquel Rodriguez quicker if she was on Raw as opposed to SmackDown, or would it have been the same? It would be the same. I mean, you have to look to see who's in the pool, you know, of potential opponents. I mean... Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler. I mean, you know, maybe because you also have Dewdrop on Raw who hasn't been doing anything. Well, you know what? You still have Shotzi on SmackDown who hasn't doing anything. Right. You know, if they're bringing her in as a heel, maybe returning Lacey Evans would have been a good opponent. But yep, yep, that's that's true. So we'll have to see where they're going to go with Raquel Rodriguez. And- and hopefully WWE will have something for and just don't waste her by sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. Yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see her get on the roster, get in the ring, and 
ring, mix it up, and see what she's got. Uh, and work on her promos, because you really not you really that good on the mic. No. So. Nope. Uh, anyway. Alrighty then, Greg's Great show tonight. Was a... Uh, a good show. Looking forward to SmackDown tomorrow night. Um, any news as to what's going on on SmackDown? Or? Nope. The only thing I know is the Lumberjack match between Sami Zayn and uh, Drew McIntyre. And he'll find it, like you said, he'll find, it, he'll find a way to get away from the Lumberjack. Yeah. <laughs> Which will be interesting. But, um, all right, then. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And, uh, on behalf of the Nugs and Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you all on Sunday. And thank you once again for tuning in to Top Rope Report. Tune in on Sunday for our next great edition.